quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of control parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connected parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code and now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm back for another episode and this time I'm solo. And I want to talk about harsh parenting and why it creates children who tend to make more mistakes. Why is this true? Because harsh parenting includes punishments, shame, consequences, ridicule, yelling, and even rewards. These are harsh because they manipulate children into compliance and they place the importance of interactions with what the parent may think or how they will respond as opposed to leaving the onus and the learning on the child. So stick with me here for a second. What I mean is when a child makes a mistake, they're more worried about what the parent might think or how the parent might react than the actual mistake. This may seem like a good thing, but this is actually problematic for many reasons. Let's find an example here. Maybe a child loses something. This happens and is going to happen to you one of these days. Your kid is going to lose something or maybe they already have. And people lose things, not just kids. I lose things all the time. I lose my keys. I misplace my phone on a regular basis. Most of the time now I find them, but over the years, I have lost plenty of things permanently because I misplaced them. Do I need someone in those moments to be angry with me, to scold me because I left my favorite leather jacket at a concert four years ago and I still think about it? Do I need someone to punish me or be disappointed in me? Or do I really have the shame and the already disappointment inside of me and is that enough? Adults will say they're not angry, but they're disappointed. And that's one other point I just want to talk about really briefly is that 
parents will say, well, I'm not angry with my child. I'm disappointed in them that they didn't do the right thing or that they didn't keep care of their things. But isn't disappointment even worse than anger or just as bad? I feel like our children think that we feel a certain way about them when we make a mistake and we say we're disappointed and that that's a pretty big burden for a child who does the wrong thing. Disappointing your parents never feels good and it adds an extra helping of shame after the mistake, which already has its own shame. So just a a point on disappointment. But back to my question, do I need somebody to reprimand me or scold me or be disappointed in me when I lose something? No, because I feel bad enough already. In fact, like I said, I keep thinking about that leather jacket I left at a concert years ago. And I kick myself every time thinking, why didn't I take care of my things? And the next time I went somewhere, I was more cautious about the things that I was taking care of. But we're talking somebody in their 40s who still misplaces things. It's their mistakes and they happen. Somehow, though, there is a conventional wisdom that tells us kids don't have the same remorse or the same internal shame as we do. And maybe their limbic systems are not fully developed, but they are developing. And these situations help them learn what it feels like to lose something, what it feels like to lose something permanently or to be in the shame of losing something or their own disappointment of losing something. But when a child is more concerned about how their parent might react, they ignore that internal shame or that internal upset. And they're more worried about their parents and disappointing their parents than they are even about losing the item that they lost. So let's go back to our example a little bit. A child who's worried about their parents' reaction is consumed with how their parents might feel or respond, and they're less focused on what they lost or how to retrieve it because their mind is occupied with, oh my gosh, mom and dad is going to be so mad at me. I lost my favorite leather jacket. They're going to kill me. They're going to be so upset. They told me to be careful with it. Instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I lost my jacket. I'm really going to miss my jacket. There's a decided difference there beside between a person being upset about losing something that they care about and being more concerned about how their family is going to react. A child may not have an opportunity to use the reasoning center of their brain in this case, the prefrontal cortex, because they become stuck in their amygdala, the alert center, causing them to be in a state of panic and not in a state of ease. So if they're worried about what their parents are going to think, then they're in their alert center in their amygdala and they're heightened and they're not thinking well. So this is what increases the mistakes because our child's unable to think well and to process what's going on with them. And they're in a state of stress and fear. And this is no place to live emotionally. And if you're living in this place often, then you're at this state where you're not using your reasoning skills because your mind is occupied and getting stuck in its amygdala. When our child is relaxed and not worried or preoccupied with the reactions of their parents, worried about a punishment or a harsh word or a critical reaction, they make better decisions and use their brain to its most useful capacity. This is another reason we should stay away from punishments because they don't allow our child to think well. I attribute all of the major shifts and changes in my parenting to Hand in Hand and Patty Whipfler. I could not have achieved the inroads to more connection with Esme and Pia without the Hand in Hand parenting approach. I owe this method and my sanity to their tools. That's why I've become an affiliate partner of Hand in Hand Parenting. Purchasing their products using my affiliate link directly supports this little podcast at no extra cost to you. 
I recommend the Listening to Children digital booklet set to all of my clients. It perfectly explains the listening tools and has been something I constantly return to myself. These tools are the heart of what I've learned myself and what I teach my clients. If you go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting, you can order them and also support this podcast in the process. So go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting and learn the essence of connective parenting while also supporting the peace and parenting podcast. I will also put the link in the show notes. Here's how it might play out. Let's just go through it one more time. Child loses something and is terrified to tell their parents because they know how upset their parents will be. They finally tell them and the parents are upset and angry and quote unquote disappointed and the child feels awful because they are worried about their parents' reaction and they are really upset, but they aren't really upset about the item that they lost. They become preoccupied and end up misplacing the item again. The worry has them in their alert center and out of their reasoning center and keeps them from thinking well. Had there been no upset or no punishment, perhaps they would have felt bad about losing the item. And not only would they learn the lesson, but they would stay out of their alert center. And this whole thing could be avoided next time. Harsh parenting really does us no favors. And it certainly doesn't allow our children to rest in our unconditional love. We want them to feel safe with us. We want them to feel as if we love them no matter what, even if they lose their precious leather jacket, that we still love them and we're not disappointed because that disappointment isn't going to help them not make the mistake later. And I think that's the big rub here is that we believe we need to be disappointed. We need to be upset because we're teaching them a lesson, but I don't think that's necessarily true. We want them to be able to use their entire brain. And the only way they can do that is if they're feeling good. An easy way that we can help them feel good and use their entire brain is to get rid of judgment, punishments, consequences, and all harsh parenting, including yelling. I know though, many people will ask me, well, what do I do instead? What do I do instead of punishing? How can I possibly parent my children if they don't have consequences? If I don't, you know, make sure that they're doing the right thing. And I think twofold. One thing is that punishments don't make kids do the right thing. They just make them feel bad for doing the wrong thing. They're still going to make mistakes. And those punishments don't make those mistakes go away. The other part is kind of harder to understand. So we pour into the idea of connection. We get rid of the punishments, but we pour into the idea of connection. And I know that can sound esoteric and not concrete enough for some people, but that's the root of my answer and has been the way I parent for a decade now. Because when we work on connection, when we work on the relationship with our children, everything else falls into place. Because like in our example before, if we're calm and connected during upsetting times, our children still do better even when they're doing the wrong thing. So while we get rid of punishments, we also find ways to form bonds. And the primary way to form bond is to be kind. And punishments are not kind. They're punitive and detrimental and they erode the connection we share with our children. And this includes yelling and upsets and disappointment. It includes all things harsh and manipulative, including rewards. Once we do away with these practices, we simultaneously move into replacing them with the idea of connection. And that becomes hard for people because they don't really know what that means. I didn't know what it meant. I was like, what do you mean paired by connection? I don't know what that means. What are you talking about? But it's, it's all encompassing. It really is a big thing. It's play and it's empathy 
and it's love and it's kindness and it's unconditional respect for our children and it's calm. It's accepting mistakes and leaning into the process of shame, the process, the natural process that already exists, that's already working. We like see ourselves more as a coach and a confidant, and we don't see ourselves as the teacher and the dictator. Conscious parenting really is a way of life. It's a mindset. It's a shift in thinking. And this shift, when you embody it completely, results in the most incredible children. They are self-reliant. They are self-assured. They are cooperative, and they are kind and loving children who also know how to stand up for themselves. I know you may not believe this, but it does work. I have two daughters, one who's 12 and one who's 15, on their way to 13 and 16. And I can tell you, I am a firm and ardent believer in parenting with connection and consciousness because these young women are incredible kids who know right from wrong, who treat me with respect, except for when they're having a hard time. And in fact, I would never parent them any other way. I would never deviate from this path. It's what works and it's what feels good. And sure, you can find a phrase for when they're upset that's from a conscious parenting ideology. And you can use play once in a while to motivate cooperation. And you can find a tip or a trick. But parenting with connection and without punishments is an endeavor in developing the most beautiful and important relationships in your life. And it takes more than just a tip or a trick. This way of parenting has changed my life. It's changed me as a person and has brought new meaning and awareness to almost all of my relationships now. I came from a home of control. I began my parenting journey as a total control freak and yeller, but I have found peace with connection. I have found the place that makes me happy, that makes my kids happy, that where we are humming along and doing well. If you want to dive deeper, I'd say begin listening to the podcast, my podcast from season one, episode one. It's the first episode's entitled Connection. Download all my free guides and begin your journey. If you want the fast track, if you want to do it all right now, if you want to dive even more deeply with more direction, take my one-on-one course and work with me closely to infuse connection into all of your interactions. One parent said it this way, I didn't realize all the big and little things which were happening each day until we sat down with Michelle, until we dove into how things were playing out in our family. Connection and taking the classes made all the difference. I knew about connective parenting, but I really didn't know how to implement it fully into Michelle helped us change the way we viewed parenting. This is from a mom, Amy, of, who has three kids. And I think she said it well, sometimes you just need a guide. You can for sure find all the information likely on the internet, and how to parent this way. But taking the course makes it all come to life in real time with your kids using your examples and your family's unique struggles. I will put all links in the show notes and you can always find everything in the link in my bio and on Instagram. Please find me online at Facebook or in my private Facebook community. If you haven't joined, please join there. It's such a great community or find me on Instagram too. I look forward to continuing the conversation with you and I hope you find more peace in your home. I will see you all next time. Thanks for listening.